Hello, you're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, episode 116, Glutz and Hot Butter. Enjoy the show. I'm Rosie. I'm Jessica. And you're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun. Hello, hi, hello. Hi, welcome. I mean, guess where I am, Jessica. You don't need to guess, you've literally just seen me on video chat. <laughs> I'm back yeah. in Studio 2. That's very exciting. And from the past. So, last episode, uh, we recorded it. And anyway, two days later, I moved house. And so, that took longer than expected to happen. I'd forgotten we used to number the studios. Yeah, I mean, so Studio 1 is my room, Studio 2 is your room. Yep. Maybe the kitchen room, Studio 3. Obviously, the mobile studio was that episode we recorded in your car. It was a good episode. Yeah, that was a good episode, yeah. Um, and then and then I moved house and it became a bit more tenuous. But anyway, I'm back in uh, the original Day of Fun Towers. Very exciting. It It is. It's pretty darn excellent. To, to avoid confusion, because I now sleep in what was your room, my room, we now have to call the craft room. <laughs> I want to make it clear it's a multi-purpose room. But the bonus room. The rumpus room, if you will. But instead, we're like, the back bedroom and the craft room. Otherwise, we'll be like, where's Rosie? Is she in her bedroom? Do we mean her current bedroom? Her historical bedroom? That's that's the tricky one. Exciting, boring housekeeping for everyone. So yeah, to. wow. This, is, this episode's really kicking off this, to it. Okay, I'm sure moving is probably more dramatic than I have made it sound. You know, everyone's like, oh, you know, moving a very stressful thing to do. Uh, and instead, I've made it about which room in the house I might be in. Like a fun game. Where's Rosie? Rosie is currently in bed. I'm at my desk. One of us is a professional. I am technically the only member of our family currently employed, Jessica. Uh, that's literally not true. I've been working today. As okay, great. Freelancing is work. Thank you very much. Hey, that's what I've been saying for the last three <laughs> years. Because um, I, I not, only, not only moved house, within a week I'd started a new job. And I hadn't I mean, had sure, a, why not? I had a job, like a job job, where you have to turn up with hours and like duties and not just occasionally being angry for money on the internet <laughs> uh, for the first time in nearly five years. Casual. For the first time in forever. Did feel like that. So I now have a, a little a job. I work in a yarn and craft shop. It's pretty amazing. Well, that sounds delightful. Yeah, also it was my... I mean, I'm sure you've done other things, Jessica, but I have had... The I mean, we'll get to them, I'm sure. Wackiest, wildest, too much has happened. I was like, I just need fewer things to happen. Okay, okay. And then I dropped my phone in some washing up. It's <laughs> fine. And then a week later I was tired and I dropped my phone and cracked the screen. It's fine. The crack is a, is not on the screen screen, but... It's on the edge. Yeah, this is stuff. I just want, is... and then for my birthday, oh. I, like, I didn't want anything to happen. I just wanted to eat Colin the Caterpillar's face, and I did. And then right at the last minute, you invented misogyny on the internet. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Then I was like, oh, it's my birthday. I've had two glasses of Prosecco. I'm going to tell some apocryphal Judy Garland anecdotes. Isn't this lighthearted? Wow. People have been making some real accusations against my professional conduct. <laughs> uh, I shouldn't be hired because yeah. I'm a liar. Uh, they don't know whether. Oh, I'm... I did not see that one. Yeah. That's very exciting. Uh, I didn't know whether I was a worse feminist or Judy Garland fan. You know, we learnt a lot, but mainly I am to blame for Hollywood misogyny. 
Wow, from 60 years ago. From 60 years ago. I invented yeah. the Academy Awards. Uh, I I made first Star Wars, now Hollywood. I will destroy everything you hold dear. I'm just burning films left or right. I center. just don't understand how this keeps happening. I mean, it was nowhere near as bad as the porridge thing, Jessica. But true, again, I was true. just like, guys. Slash was nowhere near as good as the porridge thing, so you didn't get 135,000 uh, likes out of that, did you? No. And for once in my life, I managed to temper what I said about Grace Kelly. And then and then when I was actually holding back on my views on Grace Kelly, who is a thief. You know the film To Catch a Thief? It's about Grace Kelly. <laughs> anyway, she stole that Oscar, and I despise her. And instead, I was trying to be fairly measured, while also quoting Judy Garland, uh, saying some choice words about her. And then everyone piles on. So next time, I'm just going to say what I think. Yeah, I reckon so. What a wacky series of events. I know. Oh, good times. Um, so don't hire me. I'm a liar and a misogynist. I know we've, we got should... a, we've got to cut together a trailer. I think that should be in it. Have you done anything? Well, on my intro section on my podcast whiteboard, um, it says pizza and ours wardrobe because I wrote it a very long time ago. Oh, how long ago? Well... When I came to see you and we went for pizza, mm. happened between the, now, this very second, and the last time we recorded. I believe so it somewhere... happened the day after we recorded, Jessica. Right, yes, that'll be why. Oh my god, I forgot I had so many Pizza Express pizzas in a short period of time. There's nothing wrong with that. Because we got Deliveroo and they brought Pizza Express to our house. It's like living in the future. I love Pizza Express. I mean, like, I've always liked Pizza Express and it's developed into a... Th- uh, I've got, it's a thing now. I'm just super excited about the veganism. Um, again, I'm cutting that to put in a trailer. Tell me about the vegan pudding, Jessica. Uh, it's a semifreddo, if I remember correctly. It's a, a biscuity base um, with a blackberry, no, blackcurrant, some sort of purple berry mousse, and then a cream-like substance with a sort of coolie poured over it. Mm. And it's delicious. Mm. I'm... um pretending to be vegetarian at the moment right how's that going for you i had a meat pie on friday so badly then i was really trying to make good choices but <laughs> we went to a pie and mash stand it was my birthday outing I oh, many okay, right. anyway but the pizza express i've started going for the jardinera because there's an egg on it and um i'm obsessed I'm, with I'm, it. Sorry, I'm, i don't i don't wish to correct you on uh, live on air but it's actually a, a fiorentina that has the cracked egg on it oh yes you are so right the jardinera yeah. is the one with like loads of peas and stuff so it turns out you actually are a liar. Don't get me started on women. Um, I'm obsessed with egg yolks. I do like an egg yolk, if I remember correctly. Egg whites are disgusting you can get in the bin. They are so the worst bit of an egg. The worst texture in the world. You, you know how you can buy cartons of egg white? Yeah. What you should be able to buy is the cartons of yolks and the yolks yeah. are whole. And then yeah. you can just poach the yolk. Poach the yolk. <laughs> so I don't and know then why. you can like bloop, bloop, bloop out however many yolks you want. Bloop, bloop. Exactly. And then lightly poach them so you can just eat the yolks like in a sandwich. You can arrange them so that you get loads of the bites where they just... And then you just let a squishy in the middle, a little burst of the yolk. Soft. Thinking about egg yolks. We're having risotto for tea. I'm so excited. Um, I've got um, pasta with... I haven't decided whether to go um, spaghetti or just regular twisty pasta. Um, with homemade tomato sauce. Didn't say I know. I know tomatoes are going to feature in this. Because... Tomatoes are going to feature in it very heavily. Does anyone want any tomatoes? I've got tomatoes. Do you want some? I can get them. I think. I think glut is too weak a word. <laughs> um, 
Right, team, I've planted too many tomato plants. It's gone. It's gone badly wrong. It started by going fine, so right, and I was like, "Oh, gonna get, gonna get a decent crop of tomatoes." Quite pleased with this. I mean, you have. But, I mean, it's just for a small and I farm. Stake them, so they're just like all. Over, they're just a sort of tomato heap. My I think you, very should, difficult. you should stake them through the heart, because so, <laughs> if you lose them, you might find them again. Might find them again. Because it's just, I mean, I like, I like a tomato, but you've got, you've gone too far. Yeah. What I'm going to do next year is not do that not do that just move i think um <laughs> i'm going to plant possibly the same number maybe slightly fewer plants i'm going to trellis them so that they grow up a trellis because some of them are indeterminate which means that they um will just keep growing almost like a vine um but i'm going to plant more varieties they're a heap i have a heap of tomatoes. i mean at the same time lovely you've got lovely home homegrown fruits and vegetables yes yeah. But uh, yeah, maybe I, next I've year... Got a freezer full of jam jars yeah, with... Yeah, mix uh, it up a bit. Tomato sauce, like an honour. It's lovely. So, yeah, variation. Variety is, is the spice of life, or so they tell me. But it's mainly tomatoes. That's mainly tomatoes. I, 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 I was unable to keep up with the courgettes. Have you just let them... The courgettes beat me. No, I've just got a fridge full of courgettes. Oh. Of varying, probably varying ages and states. But you know what? I, like, I fell behind. I started quite well. Then you know, like process, but then I fell behind, and then I couldn't, I couldn't catch up with my own courgette. Are you just gonna eat a lot of ratatouille? <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, I think, that's, I think that's the problem. And also, next year I will be better at getting them when they're small. Yeah, because I mean, I kept you've on only up had with... it for a year, no, less yeah, than a year. Less than. Obviously, you didn't then start planting day one because it was January, so you've only been yeah. allotmenting a short amount of time. That is true. So I think the fact that you managed to actually get anything because if you'd like basically ballsed up and not got very much at all this year we've all been like well it's your first you're giving it a go so the yeah. fact that you are the opposite has happened yeah i mean it is your first year you are giving it a go you'll learn um but i think we should have a ratatouille party and I, we should okay. watch ratatouille yes cook loads of ratatouille okay i might grow some aubergines next year mm. for that very purpose i might keep rats okay I might live in a squalor at some time. <laughs> the rat has my documents. Um, our dad makes omelettes, which are so perfect. They are like the omelette that um, um, Romy makes. Does he also make a little version to eat with a key? <laughs> no, but if he did, I would die of cute. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then when Linguini gets all the money and he Remy has his little bed. <laughs> on his on his shelf so he can look at the Eiffel Tower. It's so <laughs> I'm um, sorry, I, I apologise. I, I described it just now as a shelf. It's I know, actually it's a windowsill. Window <laughs> I, I do apologise. Uh, sorry, I, I've got... I don't know, I've been in you bed You carry on, lads. I've got something in my eye. <laughs> I do. I've just got a bit overwhelmed thinking about how nice it is when the rat has his own windowsill. Anyway, oh, it was my birthday, nice. and uh, and I ate Colin the Caterpillar's face. 29? More than he deserves. 29? I went to my 10-year college reunion yesterday. Which it was more low key than I've made that sound. It was basically me and my classmates going to the pub. But, but you organised it, which I organised. Thank you very much. Uh, which uh, was nice because we hadn't seen each other on mass. We weren't all there, but most of us were there uh, for for ten years. I think I'd actually seen everyone who was there in the interim. Some of them many times, but well, as a group, we hadn't all been together for for ten years. So that was very nice. Um, and I had a lovely roast dinner at the pub. Oh. I've seen you picked a pub where you could have a vegan roast. Yeah, not messing around. Um, can I ask about the beers and ta- ciders on tap? Was there a? You can. I went for a Camden Hell's lager. 
Um, and did you have a nice time seeing your little buddies? Yes, I did have a nice time. It was a very nice time. Um, it was very casual. It was one of those uh, things where you it's nice because you haven't seen each other all together. Yes. Um, and then, it, but it's completely normal. We all just pick up where we left off. Yeah. And also, everyone looks exactly the same. So, are we witches? I don't know. A uh, group of women making things. I think so. Um, yep. I, I need to go back. Sorry, I'm sure the social aspect was great, but I need to go back to the food and drink. What was the roast okay. aspect of your vegan roast? Uh, I had a nut roast, mm-hmm. and it was um, now there were parsnips involved, but um, in the in the vegetables or in the roast itself. No, I think there were some in the vegetables medley, but I, there, there were some in the roast, but you really couldn't taste them. Yeah, but you know that I have a very heightened sense of That is the taste. thing, that I, I, I suspect if I had not said anything and you tried a bit, you might have been okay, because they were very overwhelmed by other things, mm. which is quite a, quite a feat with a parsnip, but they <laughs> do a, a very nice onion gravy. So we both went out on Friday, but separately. Yes, we did. Oh yeah, I had a day trip. I forgot about my day trip. Which is weird because I actually remembered it while we were talking about pizza and then I immediately forgot about it. Well, speaking about things you forgot that happened on Friday, um, I, I went to the knitting and stitching show. Um, yeah. I would I would have gone to the knitting and stitching show, but I, I forgot that I'd said I'd go to the knitting and stitching show and made plans to go on a day trip with my friend Kate to Canterbury. Bought you a ticket? I'd already bought you a ticket. To see some other friends and we, we went on the coach. Yeah, but, but, but still haven't been paid back for that. Uh, well... I will pass that on to the person who used my ticket. Our father. Yes. So so I went to the Knitting and Stitching show in Ali Pali. It was great. I believe one of my Pokemon is still defending the gym there. I had a lovely time. That's where I ate the pie and a pan of raisin. And Uh, caramel rocky. We were going to go to the downstairs restaurant we've been to before, but we couldn't find it. We got tired and went to Pine (laughs) Minister. Yeah, fair enough. It's always a bit weird, that downstairs restaurant, because there are no... Uh, windows. Yes. It's not the best lit place I've ever been. It there feels is a... like you're in the past. Yeah, lovely Muriel, but then like school dinners level of hot counter. I don't really understand it. Yeah, but I kind of like it for that but reason. But I kind of like it. And it obviously is, it's like a perfect hot dinner. It's like, you know what, you know in the war when they had um, uh, <gasps> National Restaurants ca- or whatever. National Restaurants. They weren't called I that. Think, I think it might be one of those. National Canteen or something. It's like a British canteen. Basically, where thing. Sue Perkins fills her handbag with custard. With custard, yes. Yes, that. that. They were called British restaurants, but they were originally called community feeding centres. And the it. name was changed. And then everyone was like, could we? Are we socialists? We? And now, yeah. But it was great. And the pie was lovely. I, um, pastry. Pastry is like good, isn't it? That's a, that's a, that's a, top, a top two carb. What's your other one? Right. Well, by which I mean it's a number one carb, except it shares the number one spot with bread, potatoes, and pasta. Oh, I think pasta might be might be one point five. It's a, basically mm. a three way tie between bread, pa- bread, pastry, and potatoes. Yeah, for pasta me, pasta is slightly behind it, and then rice. For me, because... it depends how the potato is prepared. Okay, fair, fair. That's fair. Like a boiled potato. I'll still eat a boiled potato. I mean, though, it's yeah. good, but you know. Basically, the one of the YouTube video channels I'm watching, she's been cooking a lot of tater tots. <laughs> oh, I love a tater tot. Um, Hash browns. Hash browns are good. Yeah, right. Um, I mean, that's really like the fried potato. I wouldn't. I mean, and then, but then, like um, sautéed potatoes with a bit of rosemary on them. Yeah, great. But Waffles. I'm thinking, what I really want is some potato smileys. What's the one with yeah. all the cream? Uh, different ones. Yeah, I mean that's really not about the potato, is it? <laughs> the potatoes are just a cream delivery system. Yeah, like how I treat. 
quite a lot of meals as a ketchup delivery system. <laughs> Fry-ups, fish and chips, <laughs> anything with chips. I just want to get Heinz ketchup in my face. That's interesting, because I, I really don't care. I, I will eat it. I just don't care about ketchup. Mm. Just like, eh, I'd rather have mayonnaise. Well, obviously, for a fry, I'd rather have ketchup and mayonnaise. But not together okay, in the ketchup or kayonate. Chippy sauce. Oh, no, wait, that's something separate. No, it was uh, Mary Rose. But they're selling it in America as ketchup Although, if you'd called it matchup, you could have made a match-up joke. Like, we've matched yeah. up and made match-up. Ketchup, 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 ketchup. Yeah, exactly. I was saying balloons. <laughs> so you went to Canterbury. My God, this intro, what has happened? You went to Canterbury. I went to Canterbury. To um, see some friends. People, I, yeah, so my basically my old boss and deputy who from when I was at Jersey Boys uh, and uh, went to visit them for lunch because they're doing the tour. So that was very nice. So we went and had a look at the costumes, just check they're all still there. And we went to a lovely pizza restaurant and um i had a really i had wait for it i had a calzone and did i order a calzone because i knew it was what ben white would have wanted yes i did always did i explain this to my dining companions no i didn't and then um we all had um matching matching puddings we all went oh, i'll have one yep for, yeah four of these please it was a um a pear sort of tartar tan with peanut butter ice cream hello well exactly delish do you want to do a main feature yeah, should I do a song first? Yes, yes. My song is Follow Your Arrow by Casey Musgraves. It's this a little bit country. is my fight song. No, that's Rachel Platten. That's Rachel Platten, yeah. Casey Musgraves' Biscuits. But yes, that's I don't understand that reference, but that sounds like... She has a, a song that's like, Boil your own biscuits and I'll be your gravy. Yep, Jesus is a biscuit, let him sop you up. That sounds like something she would sing about from my very limited knowledge of her okay. to wit this song because it was on Spotify. Top fives! Top fives. Uh, okay, so there's a new television program on Channel 5, and it is called The Great Model Railway Challenge. And Sounds it delightful. is um, competitive model railway making. The second episode was greatly uh, superior to the first one because the first one had um, what I would only describe as objectionable people. Like, there was, there was, there was rule violations. There were rule violations. Um, Unbelievable. The the second one, you just... You, I can see why they put them... They broadcast them in this order. The second one, you got more of a feeling for what they were doing, which is, of course, building model railways. Yeah. And they get set a theme, and they're in a team of six. They've got just three days to do it, to build okay. a, a sort of diorama model railway. So the first theme was movies, then the next one was British television. So they somebody made... um. Wolford. Wolford, right? Not Wolverton, obviously. <laughs> no. uh, and then somebody else made a, a Doctor Who one, and it had like Cybermen and Daleks and a unit train going round. And yeah, they Very have good. they have yeah. the same size thing, and they can bring six pre-built models and the rest of it they have to build there anyway it's very cozy, quite silly, and the level of writing for the presenters' puns is incredibly high for the rest of the pro- <laughs> like the rest of the production values. Like they have some incredible script work going, and I don't know how this is ha- like whether they were bored and they were like right we're gonna absolutely nail the intros but it's really delightful and it has led the this week's top five which is top it's a tv top five and i've called it bake-off methadone things to watch when you've run out of bake-off and you want some lovely uh well this is gonna be an interesting thing because some of my choices like pick up on different aspects of bake-off so yeah, you're okay. trying to you're trying to recreate the um unique experience of watching mutton the original series of the Great British Bake Off. 
Because <laughs> two and four one's fine, but it's not the same. It's just not the same. I I enjoy it. I'm watching it. Uh, Kim Joy is amazing. I want her to be my best friend. Yep, same. Do I love Manon? I love Manon. You know, Rahul is the best human on the planet. Uh, yeah. Bryony's amazing and Ruby is there. It's good, but it's not the same. I think it is the commercials. Because yeah, it my, in, my attention is broken. Like four times an episode, I get up and I leave the room. So then I just, I don't, I don't get absorbed into it in the same way. I mean, you're not obliged to leave the room, but I understand. No, but I do because I go and make a cup of tea and I get, I mean, well, we haven't done makeup chat this week, Rosie. We're still doing it here. Then there was a, a cake-based based disaster. So oh, yeah. I was going to go and make a cake in the interval. Not interval. That's the wrong thing. In the ad break. So that I could then partly say that I could tweet and say, "Well, I've just made a made a cake in the end break. I don't know what the fuss is about." Um, but then there was a there was a, a, a cake catastrophe, and it felt a bit mean spirited to be to, to be going. Well, I don't know what the fuss is about when something had actually gone catastrophically wrong for someone, <laughs> not not for want of trying. Um, oh, because they were making vegan cakes. I see. Because they were making vegan cakes. I quite often make a um, a mug cake as a little puddin, um, which takes like two minutes. You can do it in a commercial break. But then there'd been a, a cake catastrophe, so it, it felt it felt ungenerous to to be bragging about my cake cake baking skills, my vegan cake nouse. Um, well, I think the problem with the advert breaks is is not necessarily the breaks, but the way they have to have these kind of long shots of somebody looking not panicked but kind of p- pensive for the yeah. GBBO thing to come up. Then it cuts the adverts, and I think those um, adds to a melancholy air for the whole program. <laughs> Not notice that, but I I will look out for it tomorrow. Yeah. Oh God, it's tomorrow. Bloody hell! Only five of them left. They are dropping like flies. Yeah. Uh, but Kim Joy is amazing, and her Instagram is amazing. Her commitment to whimsy and coloured eyeshadow is amazing. Yeah. Um. Right. Top fives. But we haven't done a top five in months, so I'm quite <laughs> excited to have thought of a topic. I know. <laughs> I was like, I've nailed this one. Okay. Well done. So, so what I'm trying to do with my top five? Oh my God, one of these is terrible. I'm gonna have to move these around. <laughs> Is, is to try and... Nothing is quite like Bake Off, okay? Other competitive reality shows aren't like Bake Off. Other cooking shows aren't like Bake Off. So each of my top five kind of sums up something about the Bake Off aspect. Okay. I think. Number one, we have um, the Great British Sewing Bee and the Great Pottery Throwdown, yes. which are the other two competitive crafting skill shows made by Love Productions originally on the BBC. Um, the Great Pottery Throwdown isn't coming back. Sewing Bee took a year off and it's coming back soon. That feels like it's been off for maybe two years. Ages. I'd say, t- I think longer, I think two years. These are obviously like super similar. The Sewing Bee challenges especially, you can exactly map onto the different Bake Off challenges. So the final yeah. one is the showstopper. The pattern one is more like the technical but it's done as though it's the um signature and then the the uh alteration around is kind of like the signature because you get to play around with on a theme and i really like them i'm i especially like sewing bee um it's got lovely claudia winkleman kind of in the a jovial host you have may and patrick who were like a stern man and a nicer old lady whose names begin with p and m except um patrick is wonderful and handsome yeah and paul hollywood is terrible um and has, and has destroyed the economy of his own handshakes um sewing bee lovely delightful you get i've i learned things from it um as a very new sewer because the thing with cake is everyone's eaten cake 
Yeah. The sewing bee and then the pottery, every subsequent uh, craft got slightly less accessible, but they made dressmaking really accessible with the explanations of what they were all doing. And it's the same kind of camaraderie and people wanting to help each other. Yes. And it's good. Neither of them are quite the same, but they are kind of as close as you get into the exact model. Yeah, I, I agree. Okay, number two. Number two. Is the holiday slash spring slash Halloween baking championships. Um, oh, yeah. And these are Food Network shows. They are competitive baking shows. And obviously, they're basically, they're American. It's the difference in everything. About the, the more com- competition between the contestants, the level of baking is quite different because I just think home baking in the UK and the US are, more, are just a different kind of thing. Is, it, is there a cash prize? Yes, there's a huge cash prize. Yeah. Notably absent from all of the things that we've just listed. Right. You get absolutely nothing for winning sewing boot. You get a kitsch trophy, don't you get the kitsch trophy? Yeah. Whereas in the championships from the Food Network, they're like, well, if I got this $50,000, I could, you know, pay off all my loans and start my business. And everyone on Bake Off is like, if I got this cake stand, I could display a cake. (laughs) They are still, you know, if you like... Uh, to watch a bit of baking, people showing off what they can do. Um, the judges are fairly nice on it, um, yeah. So it's not. It's. It's. I think it's a fairly um, kind-hearted show for America. Yeah. And Duff from Mesa Cakes is on it. And there is Lorraine Pascal who is British. So so we get a little bit of the. Every so often somebody serves a scone and they're like, I can't believe I'm making Lorraine eat a scone, um, <laughs> as if might provoke an international incident. Yeah. Um, number three. Number three. Okay, this is a show I only discovered this year, but it's amazing, and it's called The Repair Shop. Um, uh-huh. I think it actually even started last year, but The Repair Shop is a BBC Two show that they show, um, it's like every night for three weeks, that kind of thing, and like 6.45, uh, the Harry yes, Biker yes. slot, basically. Yes. And what it is, is it's people bringing in possessions of theirs that are broken and need repairing, um, and they have various experts in The Repair Shop. Um, so there's a woodworking guy, there's a guy that does clockwork. Um, there's a lady who does art restoration somebody who does pottery um, there's a leather worker and so people bring in these cherished objects as they always say in the intro and then they bring them back to life so um, things like pottery that needs carefully putting back together you know old clocks um they've had sea chests they had an eames chair partly something that makes it like bake-off is that you get to see people demonstrating their skills basically television where uh experts get to be experts even in a really um you know non-political way is really nice um you just see people who are like incredibly good at fixing clocks like steve steve the the clock guy is just great he's and he usually has two pairs of glasses on his head (laughs) yes he does and he'll like take a clock apart because you have to take them all apart, completely apart, to put them back together and clean everything, and he'll just have like a hundred dishes of like loads and loads of tiny bits of clock yeah. all over the desk, and then he'll put it back together again and like know what what order it went in. Yeah, the, the art restoration is amazing because you have paintings where the actual canvas has ripped or been punctured. There was somebody who'd accidentally thrown a dart right through the mouth of a painting, and <laughs> it's astonishing. It's on those kind shows where people show off their skills. That's nice. Number four. Number four. It's country file. So country file. I am an elderly woman, and <laughs> country file. Uh, you used to watch on a Sunday morning. Yeah, it used to be on at eleven o'clock on a Sunday morning. I used to watch it when I was a student because none of my housemates would be up at eleven o'clock on a Sunday morning. So I'd get up and like have a little tidy up and have my breakfast and watch country file. So now it's on at like well, it's now on before Doctor Who. 
So it's on like six five forty five, six but it moves around basically every week. It's never on the Yeah, you've been at seven for a while, isn't it? Um and it's always it, on a Sunday. I love a Sunday tea time. It's they're always in a different county and is reporting on rural affairs. Um a lot of it's farming based, which it has a lot of viewers and I believe most of them are urban because <laughs> we're all just like, Isn't the country amazing? And people who are actually on farms <laughs> are like, guys, this is not necessary. But um it's great. It's presented by John Craven of Newsround and Matt Baker of Blue Peter and various people and it's just interesting and it's very Sunday tea time ish and it's great. And very good. Uh uh number five. Number five. The is Detectorists. Um, very nice. Detectorists yes. is uh not a factual program as all these other ones are um and it is a, a half hour sitcom by Mackenzie crook um about people who are metal detectorists who go out with their metal detectors and try and find things and it is so gentle but so unbelievably hilarious but <laughs> with that but in the most gentle way and that's what i think is that there is a um basically like Britain is a bad country there's done many unkind things but I think we have a real the British temperament does have a spirit of kindness and gentleness to it yeah. that is unfortunate that one of the things I find very frustrating about uh, us on the national stage and on the international stage and nationally is that a lot of our policies don't represent what I think is an important part of the British spirit of this okay, kind yeah. of yeah. Um, being decent to people I'm not saying that Detectress is like a moral program but <laughs> all of the like the characters are kind, good people. You yeah. you root for them, and you feel like virtue is going to be rewarded. Um, in the same way that with Bake Off, you're like people are always kind to each other. I think that was one of the reasons why Ian putting his like Alaska in the bin was so shocking yeah. because like no one does that on Bake Off. Yeah. Like, and he but even then he was only behaving badly towards himself. Yeah, like, exactly. He, the only person that suffered from that was him, and he knew it even as he was doing it. I actually don't when I when you watch that series, I don't watch that bit. I find it too yeah. awful and cringy. But anyway, Detectress is it's just really, really funny and really good and I love it. Okay, I feel like I've talked for about an hour. Okay. But I love I love T V. <laughs> All I love is everybody in television. television. <laughs> Jessica, what's your top five? My top five. Um I've gone a similar route. I've got things that pick up on different bits mm. of it. Um, so number one, I also have the repair shop. Yeah. Um, cause it's like super gentle, like tea time viewing. Mm-hmm. Number two, um, I have the hairy bikers and I've written Northern exposure cause that's one that I particularly like. Um, but any, any of the hairy biker shows really, um, the Northern exposure is one where they go on a road trip. So they bike around places and stop in different parts of this is Northern Europe and sample the local cuisine and have a, have a go at cooking in unusual backdrops and on boats and halfway up mountains and stuff yeah it's a really it's really nice because they're two friends who just like cooking and traveling together they really like each other their friendship is so nice they're kind of like it's the melon sooness of it as well yes i love i was gonna call them chas and dave sight and dave (laughs) number three number three i have the sweet makers (gasps) oh that was so good it's really good wasn't it the first one they did was the bakers yeah um, which was really good, but I think I enjoyed the sweet makers more. And this was a um, historical reality documentary type series. I, it's one of those ones that you never quite sure. It kind of falls between the two. Yeah. A group of confectioners who had had uh, expertise in different areas of confectionery. So one of them is a chocolatier. One of them does a lot of sugar work. One of them is more of a cake decorator. One of them is works in a more industrial level. A well-known brand who I cannot remember right now, but making sweets. I think it was three or four episodes. 
and they looked at sweet making so basically their own jobs in previous eras so they started in the tudors and they did uh, a georgian one and they did one that sort of started in the victorian and went through to the beginning of the 20th century i yeah. think i think the bakers they did four episodes and the sweet makers they did three but they then did a christmas one for the sweet makers um and it's really interesting because you get to see like you said they get to see them being experts at stuff at making it doing something nice that everyone enjoys like making sweets and you also get the history aspect of it because mm. like the sugar trade is dark right like it was... it's really dark <laughs> So it was really interesting. And I think it was also really well handled. Yes. Uh, so the sweet makers is good. And what, what was interesting is actually how often they failed. Yeah, because it was so hard. Yeah, some of the things that obviously at the time, I'm sure they would have been good at because that would have been the thing that they did every day. But these are people who are, you know, towards the top of their field, trying to follow an old fashioned recipe with with um, ingredients they're not necessarily familiar with because we don't use them anymore. And the idea was, could they could they make things in the quantity that they could sustain a sweet shop or a bakery or whatever for that for that day, you know, in, in a morning in the time that it would take to make the people originally would they be able to churn out enough gumdrops, gumdrops or yeah. something to to fill a or licorice comfits to fill a window to uh, to sustain the bakery for that just sustain the sweet shop for that day and they so they were having to like learn the techniques and and then work with work with the unfamiliar ingredients and stuff yeah. and it was I just find it really interesting that they they did fail but they would always get something on the table and go well I would do it like this now but I can see it it looks great I wouldn't want to eat it yeah <laughs> or vice versa they made a um a boar's a decorative boar's head for one of them. Oh, yeah. I think that was for the Christmas that was for the Christmas special. And it was a fruit cake inside, I think. And it was iced and then it was just wildly over decorated with like candied fruit or marzipan fruit on cocktail sticks in a sort of mohawk down the boar's head and the eyes they'd done two different colour eyes and they had like shiny sweets stuck to it Basically, and bits of in, and Angelica everywhere. Imagine desecrating the corpse of a boar. <laughs> yeah, that but That's with sweets. <laughs> like a sort of boar head Christingle. Yes. Yeah. But made entirely of fondant. Um I mean why would you? Well why wouldn't you? But yeah, why would you? What what's your next one? Next one is um back in time for dinner slash tea. Yes. So this was um, this again falls into the same category as halfway between historical reality and documentary. Oh, and Professor Annie Gray is on that as well, yeah. uh, along with Giles Corrin. Well, Giles Corrin did Back in Time for Dinner, and lovely Sarah Cox did Back in Time for Tea. Because she's northern. Because they yeah. Um, so they did a series called Back in Time for Dinner on BBC Two. I think each week a family. I think it started in 1950 was the first year they did. Yeah. And each week they're in a different decade. Sort of along the line of super sizes, which is I assume while Giles Corrin was was involved for well one of the reasons. Each week they would um, their house was sort of made over to look like it would be decorated to so it was decorated in the way that it would have been in that decade. They all wore the clothes, they all had the hairdos, and importantly they all had to eat the diet a typical diet of Britain in that decade. And they did six episodes and they went through from the 1950s to the, I think the final one of the series was like a sort of looking forward one. Then they did another one, which was back in time for tea, which was more of a because they were quite a middle class family. So this time they did a working class family from the north of England. So that would be that would be a very different experience. So that was really interesting. That had Sarah Cox presenting it. And like some of the weeks they just did not eat. Oh, 
like they did obviously but it was really grim and they had one that was um this this one started in about 1890 as well they'd gone back further to start um and they worked through i think and they covered actually that's right i think they covered more ground because they were covering sort of between so anywhere between 10 like 12 and 20 years in an episode so they were moving faster through the through the periods it wasn't strictly a decade per episode um and in one of them like say they were doing like mill work as well and one of them dad the dad went down the cult down the pit that was in the 80s one actually but the mill work right at the beginning and like only the little boy went to school but he got the morning like a bit in the morning off to go and be a baker's lad delivering pies so sitting on a wall outside a mill eating potato pies but they had um basically bacon sandwiches but they only had one slice of bacon so you take the bread you'd fry your bacon you'd press the bacon onto all, all the bits of bread so everyone got two slices of bread and then the with bacon rubbed on it and then the dad got the bacon in the sandwich and that was it it's quite quite grim but it was really interesting i what i like about them is both the families were really likable and sort of personable and and you could you sort of like it was interesting for the history but it was also they were quite enjoyable to watch what was interesting that they who did back in time for dinner is that usually the dad did most of the cooking but of course historically the like dads wouldn't have done the cooking so she was in the kitchen going oh god (laughs) gotta cook this oh okay right well it's going to be fine but everyone everyone was constantly thwarted by the tin openers <laughs> no one yeah. could ever get the tin openers to work because they were the kind that you had to like stab in and like lever up but it was like a weird thing on the side and what ang- couldn't get it in the angle so people were just basically puncturing tins and shaking them hoping that the contents would come out yeah just like trying to get spam <laughs> out every, like when you... in every decade in every part of the country for about 80 years and number five number five queer eye Oh yeah, because it's just nice. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's sort of it's pleasant reality television is what I like about it. It's real people being nice to each other. Should we do some honourable mentions? I think we should. Okay, this uh, I have um, like Nadia's family favourites: Mary Berry, yeah, Every Day. That. You know your half hour Monday night cookery show. Yep. Um, hosted by a nice lady in her kitchen. Yep. Feeding her family. Yep. Yes. I have supersizers, obviously. Mm. Lovely Sue, yep. basically constantly drunk in fancy dress. Yep, fabulous. I also have um, Sue Perkins on various trips up rivers. Yes. Um, which is, is very nice and interesting because she's very nice to watch, but it's also always very informative and she meets all sorts of people and you learn about different places in the world and it's it's nice. I like also that they don't, it's not like completely overproduced or it's not kind of not sugarcoated anyway, but like there's a bit where and the most recent one I can't remember it wasn't the Mekong River that was the one that she did first, but they were in in a city and it was really busy and they're out at night and it was dark and she slips over and she hurts her arm and it's like it got a bit you could tell that she was just she she was enjoying being there but she was just slightly having had she'd had enough at that moment yeah and it was nice because it was very real yes you know like if you're out with your friends and like someone's just not having a great night it was like that um uh. Uh, clangers yes correct yep. so, yeah new clangers is michael palin and it's just it's just nice and gentle yeah you stress you watch clangers um i also have detect detectorists yeah as my only uh fictional offering um i have the hairy bikers basically i love christmas programming and, and yes. any time of year it has a specific kind of self-care self-soothing <laughs> aspect if you watched it at the wrong time of year hairy bikers did a great christmas show this last year yeah i nearly um, put that in but i decided to make it like as a just a a general mention because it was christmas where they had different people and made them christmas dinners oh yes i'd forgotten that was the setup um watching delia smith's christmas program from the 1990s <laughs> classic that was, that was lovely 
and there's a bit where she tells you about how you can buy your box of chocolates from a catalogue. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so Christmas cookery programmes um, have extra bake-off value. Yeah, I really like Great Canal Journeys. Yes, that's great. Um, I watched, a, I saw a, a little bit of it last night, and um, they were in Italy. This is with Timothy West and Prunella Scales on there. It start, they, the first series is, is them pretty much, I think they go to France at one point, but they're just in England, really, on their canal boat. And they were in Italy yesterday. And um, Prunella Scales has dementia? Yeah. Alzheimer's? No, so she... she, she she has her memory for the past is really good, but she just gets a bit confused in the moment. Yeah, but um, so uh, Tim does the Timothy West does the like narrating, and he and he's saying is she still can speak like fluent French, as it turn and as it turns out Italian. So clearly, he didn't know that she spoke Italian or to what extent. And the she's chatting away with this with this Italian fisherman. He says, "Oh, you speak in Italian? It's all subtitled." Because I didn't understand it. <laughs> I said, "Yes, I studied it for a year at, at secondary school." So she studied Italian for one year, and it's... like what 60, 65 years ago, sixty years ago, um, and still apparently speaks fluent Italian. Amazing. So that's something to aspire to because I learnt French for five years and mine's terrible. Um, I have a time team. I have time team. Sunday yep. night time team. Homemade scones. Uh, they've got yeah. just three days to do it, bit of archaeology. Yeah. Um, okay, this is quite different, but for the competitive aspect, I love about Project Runway. Okay. okay. I mean, but oh. basically, it's because I uh, a couple of weeks ago they put a lot on you on Netflix, um, yes. and so I was watching it a lot. And sometimes uh, things. What, partly what I like about Bake Off is why I like murder shows is there's a um, a predictable rhythm. Yes. And I find that very soothing. Accurate. Yeah. Um, and okay, this is what I swapped out, which is my Hallmark Murder Mysteries, because it's really not the same, but it is something I put on a lot as like a, a gentle soothing. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, and Portrait okay. Artists of the Year, which is um, <laughs> uh, painting, people painting celebrities' painting. portraits. Yes, lovely. Those are my honorable mentions. Um, I have a couple more. I have there's a, an, um, a film on Netflix called Mad Hot Ballroom which I actually watched about 10 years ago, and I watched it again the other day because I, I realised I hadn't seen all of it. Mm. But it's about a um, it's a documentary, and it's about a ballroom dancing competition that they do with middle schoolers, uh, and no, elementary schoolers, I think, but they're all about 10 or 11, I think, mm. um, in New York. And they it's one of these things that they started off with maybe like three schools involved, and now there are 60 of them, kind of like Music of the Heart with Meryl Streep in it with the violins. Um and they have this, I don't know if it's still going, but they have a ballroom dancing competition each year. And it's the kids like take it really seriously and they have to win and they have to like learn all this. And it's and it's like one of those things where it's, you know, the, the kids who maybe were a bit like slightly sort of trouble causing in, in class behave really well now because they've got something to concentrate on. It's this sort of thing, like the competitiveness between the, them all. And then there's sort of it's sort of cut between them talking about their lives and like what they want to be when they grow up and um, if they're allowed out by themselves and and friends and things like that, so it's quite in, quite an interesting little documentary. But I just enjoy like the kids like really like trying to do their their ballroom dancing. Cool. And there, one of the, there's a really sweet teacher who is um, you can tell she's like really really super proud of them. And then though, when they get upset, she gets upset and she's trying to explain to them like if you you know if you don't if you don't win, it doesn't matter. And and because they they just can't understand like why they might not have got like some, the points that the other team have got. She's like it doesn't you know she doesn't understand that they just because you 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 didn't do as well doesn't mean you didn't do well and stuff so it's 
it's all about it's, there's a lot of like learning how to be a good loser and learning how to be a good winner yeah like, there's a lot of that that's so nice. that's quite good. I have on here one which I have to be honest, I have not watched, but I'm putting it on because I'm super excited to watch it. And I watched the trailer for it yesterday. I was like, well, I know that's going to be. The Curious Creations of Christine McConnell. Right. And I it. feel like Netflix made this show specifically for you. Yeah. You love she's, goth baking. She went, I do miss Bitch in Kitchen. Um, yeah, she said, they, they say the quickest way to a man's heart is with a rotary saw. But nice cooking also works well and puts the saw down it's like this is amazing that's really good uh so that is good and i have one final uh on men's which originally started off in the top five but then i i ended up with six so it had to be bumped that's diy sos the big build oh yeah which is basically the same sort of setup not it's not quite the same but it's a similar sort of setup and a premise as um extreme makeover home edition with a couple of crucial differences, and that is one, they don't knock the house down. Yeah. And two, they have slightly longer to do it because in Extreme Makeover, like it is, we have a week. That is what we've got. Also, these guys, you they're... don't end up with like a sub McMansion. Yes. Um, these ones, you they are slight. They usually have a little bit longer, and I and I think it's more flexible. Like sometimes they have nine days, sometimes they have eleven. So I wonder if it's like how long the family can be out of the house, or you know how long it's the project is likely to take. Yeah. But the community turns up and fixes the house. It's usually for um, somebody, like a family, where someone's been in an accident or someone's ill or something's like happened that, that means their house is no longer fit for purpose. And because they've been concentrating on this aspect of their life, like trying to look after their family member or whatever, maybe the house has fallen a bit into disrepair, but also like the doors aren't wide enough to get the wheelchair through and someone can't get upstairs and stuff like that. So they come in and like fix stuff. So they'll like knock through the front, the like the downstairs, and they'll put in wet rooms and they'll build extensions on. Um, and it's really nice, and like the community will turn up and do it. And people like come in from miles to to volunteer their services. Um, and it's it's super cool. But what I really like about it is it's like there are loads of shots of like big burly men just openly weeping at how lovely it is. Yeah, it's really cool. That's good. And everyone like pitches in, and it's cool. So yeah, that's my old men's. My God, what a monstrous top five! I know. Well, we haven't done one for a while, so. And I love television, and it's such a good... It's my favourite kind of TV. It's... I mean, the fact that I didn't just talk also about why I love murder TV is quite impressive. <laughs> it's very impressive. And when I say murder I TV, I mean, like, procedurals. Yeah. Like, harder procedurals, not, like, making a murderer. Yeah. Can I recommend The Good Cop to you? Tony Danza and uh, Josh Groban. Josh Groban, yeah. Daughters of England. Let's do my song. Rosie, what's your song? My song is Sweetener by Ariana Grande, a song I was first introduced to by a video on Twitter which has Princess Peach and Daisy dancing to it. And it, the dance is taken from a video game, but it perfectly maps on Sweetener <laughs> by Ariana Grande. Amazing. Next of the day. I have gone for Peppermint Creams. Holy moly. Yeah. Bought some the other day because I was, I was going on a, on a coach trip, so I was going to buy Sucky Sweets because I knew that my, my coach trip companion... Hadn't been on a coach for a while, but she wasn't she wasn't sure if she might be a bit motion sick. So I bought some sucky sweets. But while I was there in the sweet aisle at the supermarket, bought some peppermint creams. And let me tell you, tasty. Um, mine is Bakewell Flapjacks because we made Bakewell Flapjacks. Ooh, very nice. What have we seen this week? What have we seen this week? Oi! From about three weeks ago. No, longer. Amber says what? And then she says why? Oh my god, I love Amber often, and I love Amber Says What, and I especially she's, like Amber She's done Says another what. one since then, which is just a, an Amber Says What. But they're so good, they're so funny. Also, um, Amber are doing Hall & Oates, but with a puppet. 
when there was a discussion I think on Twitter about like how boring Colin Just and Michael Che are as I mean as Weekend Update hosts but also when they were hosted the Emmys and they're talking yeah. about people who should be hosting and um, somebody mentioned Amber Ruffin and they were like yeah if you have to you like if you have to pick somebody even from like the NBC stable Seth Meyers is on NBC I believe yeah and Amber Ruffin is one of his writers and um, she turns and also it's hilarious and also she's amazing and like every every episode yes. is what is perfect but this is extra perfect okay um mine is um the little show you might have heard of called doctor who okay yeah we yep. just come back it's now on sunday nights everyone knows i i'm a sunday night kind of gal because you get an early night and maybe some butter <laughs> you know? yeah actually yeah. Uh, sunday night is well, a very... that's the only reason i used to go to church because i had biscuits sunday night is a very hot butter kind of time Anyway, yes, Doctor Who is now on Sunday nights. Doctor Who, the Doctor is now Jodie Whittaker, who is uh, amazing. She, I love the companions. If you haven't worked out, is a lady person. She's a lady. Uh, it's very funny. Um, have you have you watched any of it? I watched last week's on Monday, and then I realised that I had not watched yesterday. Oh, but I was out when okay. it was right, on. So But I'm going to watch it today. It's quite a nice post brownies thing. I think it's going to mm. make. Like, good place Brian's thing do you know but, what it is quite scary yeah. not this episode yeah, like, like last no, week no, 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 can was... we okay can we just briefly can we talk about the teeth gross this man with, with with teeth face okay so there was this horror anthology show that I don't know it was in America and there was a teeth kind of monster on that and I've occasionally seen like occasionally pictures of it appear online and I'm like absolutely not and so the, this was the not only, as bad I can cope with it because the teeth are smushed into his face they're not growing from right from whence but at the yeah, same like, time, does that make sense? Yeah, like, they're, they're just... like warts or verrucas. Or well, they were more like um, like a shell grotto. He had a shell grotto for a face. Yeah, he did. Tim Shaw. Um, but it was along the lines of it was the kind of body horror that you got in Round the Twist. You know, the guy who's turning into the mermaid and he has multiple sets of fingernails. Oh, f- like that. That was twenty years. No, more than twenty years ago. And still, I'm like, I, I don't care for that. So, um, but it's like proper family spooky. Yeah. There's a bit yesterday when it's just the way the shop was framed and they're going into a room and I was like, I'm going to die of a heart attack. <laughs> it was in a Dutch angle from behind a chair. Do you know what? It wasn't even. It was just uh, Yaz walking in uh, past a pillar and I was like... So, something's behind that pillar. Gonna, she's going to see some something messed up. Um, but it's really good and uh, I love how... Well, it's just so nice as well for Doctor Who not to be like the only places in England are London and Cardiff. They're like it's Sheffield, yeah. and then she has her she makes her sunscreen with Sheffield steel. It's really good. I, love I really it. enjoyed that. It was mostly spoons. It was mostly spoons, and as we know, I love a spoon. Um, yeah. Uh, it's, she's 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 just the Doctor already. Yeah. She's like, oh yeah, you're the Doctor, and uh, and it's nice, and I love it. And I I did briefly think maybe we should do a Doctor Who um, segment called her. <laughs> it's like who it's his, but it's his <laughs> nose on plane's face <laughs> maybe we'll do some do- right well, you know what Bacon's gonna finish we'll have some Doctor Chew Doctor Chew that's where I bake Doctor Who anyway yeah Doctor Who chat soon but in the meantime get involved sorry I've just listened to so much on Friendly Black Quaddies with their get involved and stay involved and that is exactly now I've I've basically what six years in 116 episodes i've worked out what i want from what have we seen this week as <laughs> a segment it's like here's some media here's some culture for you to get involved and stay involved with okay cool yeah, right i have i have three more things is that okay yeah i've got one more and i'm ashamed of it 
<laughs> okay, let's bury that somewhere in the middle of mine. Okay. Um, there is a, uh, a song on Twitter presented by the user called Lindsay Lab um, about his kid, as we all know, is a very scary time for young men in America right now. Oh, yes. And to help ease their stress, distress, and mistrust of the world at large around them, uh, she, has, she has written a song for them. We will put a link because okay. it's good. It's um, catchy as well as, you know, pithy. Uh, do you want to quickly bury your rubbish thing just here? No, it's just I'm obsessed with a YouTube channel belonging to a stay-at-home Mormon mama for right. from Utah. Right. And she does yes, lots of housekeeping are. and she's very personable. And obviously her life is very different from mine. And I was like, well, that's fine. You know, I, I'm i really interested in it. She's, it's just she's a really nice lady and she does stuff like cleaning and I, I like housekeeping and videos and anyway but then she did a bit where she was standing in front of her bookshelf and there were books by sean hallity and glenn beck that's upsetting yeah and i had to be like but you know what um let's go for like a bbc non-partisan balance thing maybe maybe i mean the the thing is is that nothing she does also she has an adopted uh black son um yeah she's maybe maybe she really was just reading them for research yeah or i've decided maybe her husband reads them i don't have to care about him true yes fair (laughs) Maybe um, it wasn't even her own bookshelf. It definitely was. Oh. But yeah, so, but, and I was like, uh, maybe I should stop watching this because I don't want to give ad revenue <laughs> to a Trump support. I mean, I have no idea, but, you know, it's certainly leaning because doesn't Trump constantly talk about his best friend Sean? Ha- like, it's very weird. Anyway, yes. but all I of can't... which I've gleaned from SNL. Oh, you? absolutely. I've never heard of him except from, like, satire. Anyway, it's played by Mil- Bill Murray. Is he? I'm going to go and find that. Anyway, but she's in her apron. If you want to see a woman talk about her Costco hauls. And also, did you know that... So I they have, do. So, so um, Mormons have a thing, and I've, I told you about this, and I've forgotten the line, but it's like, be prepared for every... Not eventuality. But um, they a lot of them have like um, pantries that have enough food for a year in. And it's yeah, not it's about not like, like being a prepper. It's not about it's being about a prepper. Being like... It's like, so, it, and she says, you know, it's not about preparing, like, being a prepper or hoarding or trying to show off your bounty, but, she, like, it means that if, you know, somebody gets laid off or there's an illness or whatever, yeah. you are prepared. Um, and basically, it's her talking about buying uh, cans of soup by the 12th case. So, you're like, it's not too, but, yeah, it's really interesting. And she's Yeah, because just... I'm assuming that every so often you, you check the dates and go, okay, well, this one's going into everyday rotation. Yeah, so, I mean, it's basically, it's not even that she has, like, a separate thing, it's just that she always has a lot in, so she just yeah. goes through, and, yeah. Um, anyway, I find it really personable and delightful. Cool. Um, I have uh, another... Well, I found it on Twitter, but I think it... I don't know what the original source of the video is. I suspect it's probably available somewhere on YouTube, but it wasn't. It was embedded as its own thing it wasn't linked to but it is a clip from um an episode an episode of the program kidding um and then uh was the top half of the frame the bottom half of the oh sorry was the bottom half frame the top half of the frame was um a uh a still rig of the view of the shot being made because it was all done in one go but time passes within the scene so it looks like a montage, but it is a montage, but it's a live montage, but you don't necessarily realise that that's how it's happening. So as the camera pans back round, you can see everyone running in to like move the sofa and change the rug and the actress changing. Who is um, Ricky? Uh, I don't remember her saying name, but she's half of Garfunkel and Oates. 
and uh, she like changes her dress and then they change the lighting and then she runs back in through another door and then her double comes in through the other door for the shot where you only see the back of her head so that she's got time to go around the other side yeah and it's fascinating i watched it like multiple times in a row just because you have you kind of watch it generally once and then you watch it through once just watching them doing it and then you watch the actual shot matching up and it's fascinating um and i will send you the link for that one because i don't know where they found it um and my last one is um a youtube recommendation which is the pbs digital channel um uh they have done a collaboration with Lindsay ellis talking about books and pop culture and it's really interesting and they're only like six minutes long i think there are six of them so yeah okay everybody we've all tried really hard today well done i feel so unwell <laughs> i can't okay, believe cool. we've recorded this long this is absolutely insane <laughs> you should go to sleep I'm going and to... i should go out okay jessica i've loved every minute of this yes well done everybody Okay, bye. Okay, bye. There are over 100 episodes of Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, and you can hear them all in the podcatcher of your choice or at rosieandjessica.co.uk, where you can also find show notes with links to everything we've discussed in this episode. We're on social media. Find us at facebook.com forward slash Rosie and Jessica, on Instagram at Oh My Greyhounds, and on Twitter at The Day of Fun Show. You can also email us on hello at rosieandjessica.co.uk. To support Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, become a monthly subscriber via our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Rosie and Jessica, or kit yourself out in Rosie and Jessica t shirts and tote bags from shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash Oh My Greyhounds. Enjoyed the show? Please rate and review us. We'll be back in a fortnight. Thanks for listening.